Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. This is Elisa Keaton, and I would love to take a moment to read this podcast review from Michaela. She says, this podcast has changed the way I exercise. I used to run as punishment out of fear and to escape. And now I run as worship in freedom and for freedom and to lean into the one true safe place, our God's open arms. Never before had I used my workout time as a quiet time, but Elisa has been faithful to let God speak through this podcast and bring truth to my soul as I move. This is my rescue story. Michaela, thank you so much. Such kind words. Thank you for leaving that review. We would love for you to email info at revelationwellness.org and we will send you a love greater than fear package. So listen, so today I'm bringing you a podcast um, about a teaching that I did called Feelings and Food. Now, in light of the time and season we are in, really thought about what are we putting out to you right now? And we want to be of service. We also want to be very sensitive to the time. It's unprecedented. And so we just keep showing up listening for what God would have us to say, and also listening to what it is you need. I would think right now, possibly more than ever, uh, our feelings are all over the place. And however you use food, whether you turn to it for comfort or to control, this is a really good conversation for us to be having. Maybe you've heard some of these things before, but maybe you haven't. And even if you have, now is the time for us to cool ourselves and stay present to the Prince of Peace. How we are using food or any other relationship we have with creation itself, I think God would love to enter that conversation. We are not left as orphans. He wants to nourish and feed us, especially in a time like this. So I pray this teaching today will bless you. Probably a good one to take some notes. And we'd love to hear how it spoke to you. Go ahead and leave us any message over on our socials, uh, Instagram at Revelation Wellness or on the Facebook page. And we're listening. We're listening and we are praying. And um, here's what I know. God is sovereign and good and gracious and kind. And that we do know all things are working together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We have purpose right now on the earth. And if ever a time... I feel passionate about training us to be well, even if and when things don't seem to look, hear, or sound, or see that way, that we can trust that God is good. So I'm honored that I get to do this with you. Thank you for letting me. I am at his feet, listening, seeking, and I pray you are there too. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Peace. One thing we do at Revelation Wellness is just, I've heard the Lord say, get people back in their bodies, come back to themselves. Remember, he chose this place to be like, it's crazy. He just said, he tears a temple down. He tears a building down. Any place where we think we could go to find God, because none of those places are going to be where you'll find me. I'm going to be right in there with them. So now it makes actually our cravings 
our desires, our hungers, and our thirst even more real. Why else in John 6 would Jesus talk about him being the bread of life and living water? That this now he makes it real. He's setting the ground for the fact that this is now going to be very personal. (laughs) That I'm going to make my home in them. And what they desire and thirst will come back to me. So we know that um, when it comes to our, a food, right? Here's, here's the thing. You need it, right? You need it. And you're going to have hunger, and that is part of the deal of being a human. You're, you're going to eat. I do say it's such a, tr- a tricky place because you need it. You don't need alcohol. We don't need substances. I don't need to go shopping. I don't need those things. I will survive without it. But food, it's so cellular. It's so a part of us metabolizing. It's so part of us. Um, And we're living in a time that is so unlike any other time for a second. Can you imagine Jesus thinking uh, like, having fish on the beach with his disciples and bread and thinking there, I mean, he knew there would be a time that we would have grocery stores, that we would have Amazon prime where I can have ice cream at my door in five minutes or whatever it is. It's unprecedented. It, that's why it kind of requires us to have to step back and like observe just look at it for what it is without being so attached to it and found in it. That's why we have you do what we do here at the body is just to kind of get in your body and then just become more of a curious, like, huh, look, there's my, there's my thighs, there's my bottom. And your body ends. There's an ending point of our body. And that's where you've got to get back into this limited space. That's why right now we live in such an unlimited time. There's unlimited resources, unlimited access so much that if there's ever been a time for a believer that needs to actually access more self-control. Now, what does that word bring up for some of you? Can you use the chat? What does the word self-control bring up for you when it comes to food? Let me put my glasses on because I'm going to need them. Oh, wait. Remember, this is a Q&A conversation. Discipline. Don't eat dessert. Oh, it's so interesting. Don't eat dessert. Hard. Restriction. Failure. Lack. Shame. Portion control. Don't eat it. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, all on my own. Whoo. Wow. Yeah. So this is where we have to realize that We've been birthed into a world where there's fear, shame, and guilt. Mm -hmm. It's fear, shame, and guilt. And I just have to say, when it comes to, if your feelings get tossed around into food, it often has to do with the environment with which you grew up in, where maybe perhaps you didn't feel like your needs could get met, so you found comfort in food. Yeah, I'm hitting something, right? Your feelings often were, uh, for me, I was raised in a home where um, you had to suck it up. You didn't, you didn't cry. Like, if you, you cried, but that was enough. There was a point, and that was it. 
Yeah, I'm hitting on something, right? And so then you have to shove it down and figure out something to do with it. Here's the thing. Feelings are not bad. They're beautiful things. They're really, they're just there to be expressed. You can have them. They're not there to be manipulated and used on other people, but we're going to have them. And every child, every person has them to different degrees and how they express them, but feelings and a, th- a feeling has to get felt in order for it not to get pushed down. Because as we push things down, it's going to pop up somewhere else. And of course, let me, let's go that. Here's my, what I, let me just come back to what I wrote down, wrote down. What's good about food, everyone in the chat. What's good about food? Mm-hmm. Nourishes, fuel, taste, tasty, nourishes, nourishes. You guys are kind. Whoever's saying nourishes, I think you're going for, you're right. That's true. But like, what's really good about food? It tastes good. Like you go, oh, that's good. That's good. I don't, nobody has to tell me to eat sardines. I don't want sardines. I've tried them. They're not good. I don't like sardines. I won't be having sardines because when it comes to hunger, I gravitate towards what is good. Yeah. I don't gravitate towards what is bad. I gravitate towards what's good. I don't have to teach someone that. Uh, the other thing, kimchi, (laughs) it's another one. Anyone tried kimchi? I know it's really good for me. But first of all, it looks like scrambled brains in a jar with blood. It just looks bad. And then I don't like the taste, but it's really good for you. It's a fermented food that's good for your belly. It's good for probiotics and all these good microbiome, but I don't like it. So I'm not going to invest it. Yet, true story. Yesterday was at Whole Foods and my kid and I were, you know, shopping for different we're, we're kind of over the eating. Anyone, all the buying of food, it's like, is there anything new we can try? And I saw the kimchi again, and I felt like I felt self-control discipline. I really should eat that kimchi. Like, I know it's good for me. And I looked at it again, and I asked my daughter, do you want some? She's like, mm-hmm. nope, not doing it. $7.99, not doing it. Put it back. I'm not buying something that's not good that I'm not going to eat. What's good about feelings? Tell me, come on. Some of you are afraid of them and you don't know. You're like, I don't like my feelings. They scare me. But what's good about feelings? Expressive, makes us human, release. Gives some release, release. You guys are hitting on release. They alert us, self-awareness allows us to connect. They help me understand myself. Yes, they help you drop the pin. Where am I? Ooh, I'm angry. I didn't even know I was angry, right? You're like, whew, I'm angry. This is where the ability to step and just observe the feeling, just to observe it. That's where we can begin to get the separation. Because here's the thing, food, feelings, good, (laughs) both good. That's why they get so entangled. And you go, I cannot figure out how to get out of this ensnarement. It starts with the observation of, whoo, I'm having this feeling and this emotion. Now, I know for some of you, are like, that sounds impossible because for me, you back me up about five years ago, anger is something that I knew how to do. It's an emotion that would make me feel better once I expressed it. 
I always feel so like I can hear the enemy do shame when I start to talk about my anger, but it's how I got by because for me in my home, needs were not met. You had to figure out, get big, get small or shut up, get big, get small, go away. Those are the steal, kill, destroy where our feelings were always there to be feelings are not meant to get uh, every feeling or need is not going to get met, but it does foster relationship. That's why God gives us needs so that we'd have relationship. If not with others, then with him. And if you grew up in a home where you didn't have a healthy relationship with others or God, I get it. We're all kind of walking with a busted leg, but it heals. It can heal and you can walk again when you become aware of I'm having a feeling this is why, and in practical, the practicality of this, everyone, is you've got to learn to be with yourself, to just sit with yourself. That's why I spent the last five minutes of the class, it was just five minutes, where I had you just be in your body, just feel quiet, and God will speak. He doesn't yell. He's not going to tell you, don't eat that. He doesn't scream like that. That's the enemy. He's quiet. So the more you can learn to kind of creep and backpedal out the door of a feeling and just go like, oh, let me, let me see this for a minute. But you won't be able to do that unless you've already practiced moments of silence in your life, moments of observation and quiet, going outside and sitting on a bench and just watching birds. Mm-hmm can awaken you to a feeling like, wow, I like that's joyful. Yesterday, my husband, we are so bored in this house. We found binoculars (laughs) and we went out in the backyard and we were like looking at the mountains and bird watching and it was very quiet and just observing things. And it just, it was knitting us together as a family. No big, nothing, no learning, no nothing, just, and it, has a presence of you're in this moment, you're safe. You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. That's another big thing with food and feelings. People that don't feel safe will run to the food for the comfort. So if we can become untangled, just a bit of space, but you have to make the space, everyone. I'm telling you, I want to save you from going on another diet plan or spending all the money to do the next thing because you don't trust yourself to sit and just go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be in me. I wrote a book called heir to the crown. I'm not here to sell books, but it is a book that will help you in the 30 daily meditations to just kind of get in yourself. You spend two to three minutes, just breathing prayer, just two to three minutes, breathing a prayer, breathing a prayer, then read a devotion and then write something down. Sometimes we're so busy studying the Bible or taking a Bible study that we're so heady that we're no hearty. (laughs) You need to just let him come to your heart and speak. He came for the heart, but he's got to get past that brain, that head, that young place where your feelings got connected with food because a need did not get met. He wants to meet every need. And it might not come in provision of here's the thousand dollars or here's the thing, but you will, you will be safe. You've got to be able to back out of the story of like, what am I really fearing here? Am I really, what what am I really afraid of? What's true? If you want to get 
If you want to go, uh, to go slow is to go fast. To go slow, slow is fast. And when you go fast, it means to first acknowledge something true. If you want to pick up pace, slow down to first acknowledge something true. The name of this book is called Heir to the Crown. You can get it on Amazon. First acknowledge something true. When you are angry, first acknowledge something true. I actually read a book last night. I was reading a book a little bit about emotional and eating and kind of that breaking that pattern and finding your space. And um, she suggested this, like when you have a critical thought about yourself, you look in the mirror and you go, my thighs are really fat. She says, then follow it with the statement and the sky is blue. (laughs) Because that's, that's a, that's a, a benign statement. It's very like, yeah, that's true. The sky is blue. Okay. The sky is blue. (laughs) My husband is such a jerk and the sky is blue. (laughs) I like that. It actually goes, Ooh, it neutralizes the statement because that's what God wants to do with all this stormy stuff rolling around in us that gets us to do the things we don't want to do. And by the way, just so you all know, listen, I never, um, abused food. Food did not become my comfort. The fear of food became my comfort. The control of food became my security blanket. The control of my body, the control, control, control of my husband. Control, if I could just control everyone, then I will be safe and I will have a great relationship with food, which is a lie. It's not true. You'll still have a pretty fractured relationship with food. You'll just have more expectations of people. We just pile on, pile on when God's trying to strip everything back. So the lines with food and and feelings get blurred because they're both good. Being told to suck it up or bite the rag or don't cry will suppress your good ability to to feel, and then it comes out sideways. So you got to come back and get get in touch with some feelings without the charge of a tr- of a trigger or an emotion or you know somebody said something. You got to practice these things. That's why Paul says, if you learned anything from me, put it into practice. Make my joy complete. Practice this stuff. First, frequent attempts in learning. We do fail. Fail all the time. If you're not failing, you're not learning. You have to try. You have to fail. And then, as as I said in the teaching, it's that, let me try that again. (laughs) Let me try that again. The issue is one of desire, and it's a dire desire for good. Okay, let me, let me also tell you. So yesterday, this was a funny story. Speaking of food and feelings, and we kind of go, where do I begin and where do my real needs start, right? Because, again, you are going to need to eat. You need it. But at what point am I now controlling it, manipulating it to get my safety, safety blanket or just going for it to get my safety blanket? Um, yesterday morning, my husband, we, we woke up and he was like, let's go for a bike ride to breakfast before the kids get up. And I was like, Oh, that sounds fun. I love to bike ride. Those that's actually like bike riding, just going out and observing and feeling the sun on my face and the wind. Like it's just something about it for me is I feel nourishing. So find those things. If you guys, if all you always find it in is food, you never get a chance to know there's other places that you can feel nourished. All those things we said that are truly good about food. 
So when he asked me though, to go to the breakfast, I knew, here's the thing to know me, Chris, if Katrina's still here, she knows I love my breakfast. Like it's, that's my jam. Like I know what I'm going to eat. I'm going to have some eggs. I'm going to have a gluten-free toast with some raw honey and some almond butter. Like I got my, anyone breakfast, like that's your thing. Like for some of you, are like, I hate breakfast. My daughter's the same way, Shannon. She hates breakfast. Just starting to get her into some breakfast routine. Um, and that we, that's a whole nother talk about whether, you know, eat breakfast, don't eat breakfast. But Y'all have something usually somewhere. Maybe it's your dinner or your lunch or your cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're like, that tells me it's going to be a good day or it's a good moment. Um, and so when he invited me, he, there's a breakfast place that it's okay, but it's not my breakfast, right? I was like, well, so I had to choose, like go on a bike ride with him, be with him and not have my breakfast and have a decent breakfast, but not my breakfast. So I said, okay, let's go. It's a beautiful morning. So we went to breakfast and we got there and I was just hoping maybe they have, cause I am gluten-free right now. And I don't know for how long, a whole nother conversation we don't need to get into. You've got to figure out what foods work for you and what don't. That's a whole nother observatory thing on our, on our website at revelationwellness.org. We have a food journal. It's free, totally download it. Um, and it will help you to kind of just pay attention to what you're eating, mindfulness. What did I eat? How did I feel? Was I hungry? Was I not hungry? Those are the beginning steps of separating yourself, finding a space in between feelings and food to be observant. Um, so I was hopeful that they had gluten, like got there. I'm like, no, they don't. And they had no gluten freeze. I'm like, okay. So I got my little scramble thing. It was nice. Sat down, ate. And the whole time I was eating it, I felt unsatisfied. Like, Okay. So I, but I ate it. And then as we were riding back home on the bike, I was thinking to myself, I think when I get home, I'm going to have that gluten-free piece of toast with some almond butter and some honey on it. I just like, I was riding my bike with the vision of getting home to the, <laughs> and then I had to stop and think to myself, but I'm, I'm, I'm not hungry. Like I am I'm okay. I don't, oh, and then the Holy Spirit's like, that's what it's like to just want the comfort thing. And there's nothing wrong with that at, um, at a time, but I at least could have, I observed it and was like, okay, you're right. I'm not hungry. So I can make a choice. I'm going to have it anyways, but that means I'm present to it. And I probably wouldn't, I, I would probably have some of it or whatever, but the point was, I was like, well, but no, I don't, I don't, I'm fine. I can miss a day without it. What I'm saying is I had to be able to observe the fact and check in with myself of why do you want this? I wanted it because it just meant comfort. It just meant routine for me. It meant whatever it meant for me. And there's, again, there was nothing wrong with it. Had I come home and had it, it's not a sin. It's sin. Whatever you do without faith is sin, is what the Bible says. If you don't have the faith for it, it is sin. Now, we whole another theological discussion on that. Well, at least if I have faith to overeat myself, well, no, because that would contradict the other words of God, right? You're, you're called to be free. Um, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for, for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. That's a big one. That's when you know your feelings have now gotten on the food and it's mastering instead of let me separate, let me observe, 
And let me then begin to go, you know, I'm okay. I'm going to make it one morning without the almond toast. <laughs> but I am going to go have it in a, bit, a few minutes here. Uh, in, in closing, I would ask you this too. I, I hope you're getting some nuggets to be considering. Is everyone getting something that you're like, I know I need to. Here, here's, here's the trainer's nightmare. Here's, here's what I'm like, now you just have to do it. Right? I could, oh, I'm like, Lord, could you just give me the formula to f- get people to do it? I can't. This is where it's like, okay. I always say, you know, the problem with this message is you've heard the message. That's the problem with the message. Like now you know, and now you have to do something. So I would ask you, what's a simple thing? Can you write it in the chat that you feel like you could do, but you could put into action to help you separate these two good things, food and your feelings, and just what, what's something, and it could be, at least I'm going to, I'm going to take two to three minutes a day. When I go to the bathroom, I'm going to breathe. I'm just going to sit there and observe my, like, these are my legs, whatever it is. First, acknowledging something true. Yeah. 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 And Aunt Monica said, I'm going to acknowledge my feelings before I eat. Totally. That's, that's planning it. That's just, and there's nothing, don't have any shame about this, y'all. Like for some people, it's not food, it's something else. So it's just, it's this checking in with yourself. This is what God wants for us, that we would be continually present and host the presence of God. We just host because we're present, we're present. It's not 100%. You will get carried away, but it's this rhythm of checking in with yourself that can really establish um, some new discipline that you actually take a delight in. It's not, oh, I should do this. If you should on yourself, that's not, that's not freedom. Mm-mm. So slowing down, like we did today, that five minute, oh, you guys, our, our podcast, the Be Still and Be Loves, do you guys do those? If not, they're like 15 minutes. Just try those. We do body scans. We do stuff. We create all this content, <laughs> the little way, all our challenges, everything is just like, get in your body, get in your body, come home, come home to yourself and then go home to the father. That's what happens in Luke 15. The prodigal comes to himself as he's in the pit with the mud and the pigs comes to himself. Wait a minute. <laughs> I had it. My father's servants have it better than this. Maybe I'll go home. And the father's like, yes, come on home. Come on home, come on home, come on home. The other thing I would say that a lot of people with feelings and food where it gets so tossed around, um, the discipline of asking yourself, when's the last time that you were, oh gosh, see, I'm going to say this and then it opens up a door for something else. So everyone keep your, your sober heads on. Don't get crazy. When's the, la- when's the last time you really knew that you were truly hungry? Like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm hungry. It's not just, I want food. I need food. I want food. It's constant. Man, we are in a time of want. So be it. As you wish. <laughs> Five minutes to Amazon Prime showing up on the door with my ice cream, right? The wants are like rampant, like bang. They're so loud all the time. What's the need? Like when's the last, when's the last time you really got in touch with your need for hunger? This is why the Bible encourages fasting. Now see, now I've opened a door because in walk the fitness world with intermittent.
morning fasting. Everyone, let's fast. I'm like, oh my gosh, can we not do anything for the Lord? Is every it's like it's constantly ripping off things from the Bible. And these are spiritual disciplines. Fasting was always a spiritual discipline before it was anything else. But yes, there are benefits. Isn't that kind of God to say when you do the spiritual discipline, you will also reap some physical things. That's awesome. But the fitness world goes, forget the spiritual things. Let's just get those physical things. And I'm jealous for the Lord to say, there's a beautiful discipline there to say, I'm going to find my hunger again today. I think it's been a while that I've actually been really hungry and it is going to be a little uncomfortable, but you're going to breathe and you're going to know that that's your time to seek the word, to pray, breathe, ask the Lord to come and tell him I'm doing this. This is a living sacrifice. God, I need you more than I want that. I need you, God, more than I want that. And that's what a fast really shifts things around. So getting in touch with your hunger again. A lot of people aren't hungry. They're just kind of, well, it's, it's the time. I should eat now. Which kind of goes back to that breakfast scenario. Because some people just aren't hungry for breakfast. I don't, I just, again, don't want to get into it and say, I mean, I think um, you just listen to your hunger. Listen to your hunger and follow it. Listen, though, cue in. Um, most people just lost conversation with their body's needs and are in a complete throwdown with wants. Matthew six twenty one through 22, Jesus says, For wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also, that the eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. Your eyes are good. What are you looking at? I'm closing with this. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? If you're looking at your, you know, you're judging people don't like me at work or that you're, you're having these assumptions, whatever. So you eat or whatever it is you're looking at. Are you getting your, ad, your adoration from people? Are you getting your adoration from man? Are you getting, you feel you got to have that? Food will become a really good net for you, a, a trap for you. If you're trying to find it, in this, <laughs> this relationship realm with man, it's first with God. Set your eyes on him. Get a vision for your life that comes from him. Who are you as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a sister, as a whatever in God's eyes? See it from that. Now, how does food play a part of that? Ask that question. Who am I? Who's, what's God's vision for my life? And how does food come into that equation? And then live from that vision. That's it. Every day I'm moving towards my destiny and this is how food meets me. And when you get it wrong, cause you will, and you know, seasons, Christmas parties, all that will come around. But because you are now a woman who checks in with yourself a couple times a day, please tell me you are. I want to grab you all and say, ladies, we cannot get out of this, this way. You've got to wake up. There's a fight to fight. And we are part of it. We have to put those boots on and show up in the most courageous and kind ways. It doesn't mean we are women hear us roar, rah, rah, rah. It just means, no, I know the secret to abounding or abasing. And it is in sufficiency in Christ. In that, I have all that I need. So you have to have the ability to look, observe, and see that whole observing yourself, seeing yourself, vision for your life, right? It all comes down to what are you looking at? Any questions? 
I'll answer a couple of questions if you have anything, and then I will pray for us. I would encourage you to stay for the prayer because I believe God wants to just release people from chains. Like we don't have to figure out the formula. We just got to ask. And because you showed up today, it means that you, you're, you're hungry for it. And so don't make it, we don't have to strive and make it happen. Let's just soften to observe and receive. Let's pray. Everyone, deep breath, inhale. Exhale, soften your eyes, close your eyes. Actually, when we close our eyes, we turn on the delta theta waves of our brain. They are the resting waves. Alpha, beta, gamma waves are very active waves. You're problem solving. You're even listening to my voice right now in alpha, beta, gamma. Right now, I'm going to go quiet and just breathe with your eyes closed. Soften your jaw, skin in your skin. Mm. I'm going to ask you if you can sense his nearness, his presence. God, thank you that you throw yourself over us like a warm blanket. Thank you that you are comfort. You are far good to us, God, far good, better to us than we are to ourselves, God. So, Father, I pray right now, I come in the name of Jesus, to whom the light of life for men came, God. We receive that light right now. God, I pray you would shine your light and bring revelation into the ears, our hearts, and minds of the men and women listening, God. That we would hear your voice, that we would see you in our observations, God. Become more present to us, Lord. I bind up the enemy in Jesus' name and how he has defiled our minds with accusations and loud screams criticisms. He shouts fear, God, and we sing faith. 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 Thank you, God, that out of our hearts flow rivers of living water, that we are quenched, our thirsts are quenched in you, our hungers are met in you, God. I pray, Father, for sobriety of mind and presence of soul and spirit for each person here, God, that you would intersect, that you would interrupt now that they have heard this message, God, today and days forward, God, that you would interject and intersect them when the thought or the feeling comes and it drives them into places, Lord, that cause misery or shame. Thank you, God, that you said shame off you. The cross said shame off all of us. Father, I pray for those who have a hard time with needs and trusting their needs to be met. God, that you would be tender and gentle with them. They would trust 
and that their word would come alive, that their hunger for the word would come alive, and that it wouldn't just lead us to two-dimensional living, but three-dimensional, high-definition living on earth as it is in heaven, God. Satisfy us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we break off food addiction. In Jesus' name, we bring in and loosen a celebration, a contentment, a spirit of satisfaction, of joy, that even though it's not now complete, God, it already is in the kingdom, that we will live here as if it is in heaven, Lord. Help us to have vision for our life of what you've called us to and how our earthly provision, such as food, fits that need, God. I pray you would father and mother the hearts of people listening here when they needed a hug when they needed to be told it's okay to cry when they needed to be held when they needed to be told how amazing and wonderful and great they are and how the only thing you see is glory in them God that they would hear that now from you that you would reparent us God Take it back to the beginning and do it over, God. Our relationship with you, with others, and with creation itself. God, I say these things knowing in full expectancy that there will be women here today who get free and who also rise up and take their stand, that they have a grace to do it. Redeem for us self-control in the most beautiful of ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.